Hello and welcome to Is Me Is a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who needs a refund from his therapist, Josh Hemo. I don't even know what to say. That's just that was part of the saddest part of this episode for me was when Squidward said that. But we can get into that when we get into the episode. <laughs> it was it was a very dark line. Yeah, in this very, whole situation. Yeah. Can you imagine having to get a refund for your therapist? Like, how much did it fuck you up to make it, <laughs> you have to get a refund? We'll definitely discuss that in the first act, because I, uh, I have a question about that. Great. But um, if you're joining us for the first time, this is our podcast where we watch a Spongebob episode and discuss little life lessons we can learn from all the wonderful acts from our yellow Nickelodeon friend. Just like last week, we have some donation links. Um, I can go ahead and go first. I was inspired by you, Josh, and your Thanksgiving-based uh, wow. donation link. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to refocus that Thanksgiving isn't just about food. Oh. It's about colonizers being assholes. <laughs> so um, I put yes. I put a, a donation for colonizers. No, <laughs> it's a donation for the opposite of that. It's a, the Native American Rights Fund, which uh-huh. is a legal assistance um, organization to help Native Americans. That's Yeah, I love that. I love that because that is a refocus of exactly what thanksgiving should be about instead of the colonization of america and giving native americans smallpox yeah exactly yeah. i just call thanksgiving turkey day from yeah now on. i think it's that's the, the easiest that's what way. it is to me yeah because christopher columbus <laughs> exactly you can also do that in mixed company though it's just like you'd say oh yeah like what are you doing for turkey day and you don't have to it's, it's make very everyone. Much, it reminds me very much of like Christmas when people are like, do you celebrate the holidays instead of just being like just Christmas or like Hanukkah? It's like it's the holidays. And I think Turkey Day is a good like coverall for all that. Yeah. Yeah. My donation link this week was for uh, farm worker families. So it's a GoFundMe that supplies farm workers uh, money to or it's basically it supplies them like meals for Thanksgiving, because who do you think? provides those uh vegetables and everything for your uh thanksgiving other than the farm workers and you know unfortunately during this time of like covid and everything farm workers are one of the most underlooked like groups of people in our society and they provide the most like one of the most services to our society it's kind of sad to see so i wanted to find a donation link that kind of provided like a little bit more to the people bringing food to you know our tables and stuff like that so if you can Give a little money to them. You know, they need a lot of help just because, like, society does not give them what they need. So nice. I'm glad we picked. They're kind of depressing, but no, very important. It's, it's not depressing because that's what society has made. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you're enjoying this podcast right after eating all that turkey, um, donate. Show a little love, baby. Yeah. So, speaking of love, baby, we're watching <laughs> season five, episode seven To Love a Patty and the Breath of a fresh Squidward. Act one, to love a patty. So in this act, SpongeBob makes a bunch of Krabby Patties and falls in love with one particular unique special one, I guess. Uh, he spends the entire act singing and romanticizing this Krabby Patty until he accidentally lets it fall into a river and it gets all gross and smelly and everyone tells him that it's ugly. He realizes that patties were meant to be loved and eaten, and decides that he must eat uh, the crappy patty that he loves so much, even though it is 
pretty gross. Um, so I'm going to ask you the very important question that is on everyone's mind is, do you think SpongeBob wanted to f*** that Krabby Patty? That was one of the questions I wanted to ask you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there was a segment between the whole beginning of this, like him falling in love with this Patty, and then when they go on that picnic, when I think that they did I don't know what gave me the vibe because of that, but that's definitely what I wrote down. And I think that it, this whole episode had some weird vibes to it. I don't know. It was just like how he fell in love and how madly he fell in love with this Patty was just kind of strange to me. And I know we don't like, we're not a kink shaming podcast, but there are some certain boundaries that need to be respected. And I think SpongeBob <laughs> needs to recognize that. <laughs> You know, we always say we're not a kink shaming podcast, but kink shame right all the time. Right before we kink shame, is you there know, is there a hamburger fucking kink? I mean, I'm sure people food all the time. Is there a food fucking kink? I mean, I assume so. <laughs> I assume there's a kink for everything. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go off that. That's I good. saw a woman on a TikTok who got into this latex cube and got sucked into like it's vacuum packed in it. Um. <laughs> And it was a it was a fetish. Uh, TikTok is again uh, a wonderland of magical people. Vacuum stuff is a fetish, though. Unis yeah. honest for those. That's, of you but who I'm just saying, if there's on. if there's vacuum sucking yeah. things, like there's, there's probably food cooking stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's ballooner people. We're getting we're getting off topic. Do you think that he the patty? I do. Yeah. Or um, unless he's uh, again, we've talked about it. If SpongeBob's kind of like an asexual being. Uh, he definitely fell in love. Yeah, but it was before the first date, and there's a lot of people who don't f before their first date. So maybe, maybe that's the case. Maybe he just was very respectful. But who knows? I just <laughs> think all the stops he pulled out, just like uh, maybe that's what made of... the maybe that's what made the patty so nasty. Maybe I'm, I mean, a I'm lot done. of everyone tries to blame the river, but yeah, I'm knows? done. I'm done with this topic. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the songs in this episode, though. It starts off with like SpongeBob singing to the Patties, which I thought was pretty solid, which wasn't like a whole song. But then yeah. SpongeBob sings his entire f***ing love song to these Patties, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, and it was like an 80s rock anthem. Yeah, it was kind good. of situation. It really, I actually wrote down as a note, it's like this really probably stretched Tom Kenny's vocal range as SpongeBob. You know, because I always think it's funny that like uh, voice actors have to sing in the version of the person they are yeah like, it's not his actual singing voice it's spongebob singing yes yeah. but um i also it made me have to look up uh that very beginning song surreptitiously <laughs> so uh it's basically uh secretively so like you're trying to avoid attention so when you're singing it's a secret about, love uh, yeah yeah you're trying to make this person love you but in a secret which makes sense if you're trying to fall in love with a patty because <laughs> yeah. there are a lot of questions that come with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you like better, lettuce hair or ketchup cheeks? Ooh. I thought the ketchup cheeks, the dimples, like, well, we got that in the second part, but I think the ketchup cheeks make a di big difference. So Yeah. You got It's like a lot of commitment to yeah. have the, not just a smile. It's the details, the baby. Yeah. Yeah. They were like rosy and like happy. Exactly. It was a very, I don't know. That's why I felt uncomfortable about it. It's like it didn't feel like a sexy patty. It felt like a a young patty, and I didn't like that. I didn't <laughs> like that at all. Yeah. Um, I do like the Fry Cooks motto. Uh, which that which is fried must be eaten. 
because I believe in that too. I think that's uh my first small lesson is if it's fried, you should eat it. It's that's... not a very healthy lesson, but it's it's a good one. Yeah, but people fry things that you have to eat all the time. Fried butter. I didn't know that was a thing until I started watching Food Network and people fry fried butter. Butter. Yeah, that's a thing in the South. People fry butter and they just eat sticks of butter. Uh, I take back my small lesson. I don't think you should be doing that. I'm glad that you did that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this thing that we mentioned in the in the intro was yeah. the refund from my therapist. Can you get a refund from your therapist? That's what I think is kind of weird. Like in the medical profession, if someone screws up, you can usually sue them. Yeah. But I don't think you can sue a therapist in that way unless they're like, like breach the therapist code. Like, basically, they slept with you or something. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I mean, it's really hard to define exactly how they would have messed you up further, right? Unless you were, like, their counseling landed you in, like, a psych ward or something like that, right? Yeah. Or not even that, but, like, their counseling, like, pushed you to do a crime. Yeah. In- intentionally, not right. unintentionally. But then how do you prove that? Unless they've recorded those sessions and stuff, right? It's It's very, like... Again, I think there we've maybe we've talked about this in the past, but like mental health, especially in the U.S., is a very like unexplored subject. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting to me to be like when we discuss things like having refunds on therapists, like it that's something that we haven't really that doesn't come up because we don't explore mental health enough in our society to like really discuss something like that, you know? Yeah, and then like finding a therapist is like a weird form of like trust, like, not like yeah, trust. Trust is better than what I was going to say. I was going to say like dating in the yeah, sense that like, probably not the that, best like way to say you that. have to like go, you have to like go and talk to the person and get a feel for them in yeah. order to like realize if they're good for you most of the time. It's just like um, finding a good fit because you need to be able yeah. to, if, especially like having a therapist and like a lot of times when you have to work through issues, there's a lot of like deep seated stuff that's like sometimes you can't, it's hard to even talk to friends about. So you have to find someone you have to trust. Yeah. So it's finding that person that you kind of click with and you can trust. And that and that can be very hard, especially like the whole reason people go to therapists is because they have sometimes they have trust issues. Yeah. So it, it could be a very complicated situation. And I can understand. Yeah, And I think it's weird that like, I guess you go to this therapist, you talk to them and you meet them. And then you if you they're not the right fit for you, you still have to pay them like, yeah, your copay of like yeah. $800 or whatever the hell. You but I guess the do. same thing happens with a doctor, though. If I go to a physical physician and I'm like, oh, I need a second opinion, I still have to pay for that first visit. So that's true. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about those buff people at the table. Um, I'm just really like I was captivated by them. Yeah. I like how I, I love the trope of like a big, scary looking person being like kind of pleasant yeah even squidward was just like uh, my muscular friend or something like that and he just like walked away i like and i like how they're dressed uh, evil i like how they're dressed with the like (laughs) leather straps and everything i was like that's that's nice you know i think tattoos if if we normalized (laughs) this leather fetish in society i think would make things a little better you know (laughs) speaking of fetishes um I like that when SpongeBob goes home and then Patrick comes in, he's like, it's time to tie your best buddy in knots. And then he like is more eager for has his to like have his turn where he's all tied up. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like again, this is like a weird act. It's just overtly Do you have a romantic you have a and sensual? Do you want to talk about? Well, that's basically B- uh, BDSM, isn't it? Where you like tie knots and you tie people up. That's true. Yeah some rope fetish yeah. <laughs> I, i'm i don't know if there is a fetish where someone again 
ties a knot and it's just like, ooh, a bubble line. <laughs> I love that. Ooh, did you see that trucker's hitch? Oh, that clove hitch? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's um, some free SMR for you right there. Uh, <laughs> one thing that uh, I really, I've never noticed in all of SpongeBob mm-hmm. is if you look at SpongeBob's stove, mm-hmm. um, there's like these weird frying pans on like the chimney hood thing. That like, attached to the chimney hood thing right it was like attached yeah. to the, the, like the pipe right yeah it's it's just very interesting i have no idea what that would be for but like maybe you could keep your like done your finished food on there i'd like to think that sometimes they're like they're snap on right like you mm. can snap the pan on there so that it can hold the food and keep it warm while you're cooking other stuff because sometimes i have that problem like i finish with a pan and i have to put it on a back burner but if i had like yeah. another shelf above i could just snap it there and keep it warm and keep cooking more food you know um, I like that Sandy comes in for like a quick moment. Yeah. And only says we, we can't be uh what did you say? Beep bopping all over Tim Book too. <laughs> and then Patrick says, you know, I'm gonna fall in love with a sandwich too, and then yeah. walks off. They don't give her any other lines besides like like, hey, we're gonna play karate or whatever, and I, that Tim Buck too line. I think that's the first time we've seen Sandy this season, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or at least it feels like yeah. it, you know. I mean, that brought um, me to my first lesson. Oh, I guess there's like not a lot of little lessons I got, but that first little lesson for this episode was like there is a balance between friends and relationships. And I think that, you know, Patrick and SpongeBob kind of struck that. SpongeBob got into a relationship with this Patty and Patrick got jealous. You know, you got to like understand there is a balance when somebody gets in a relationship. Like friendships not necessarily take a hit, but there is like you got adjustment. Spend, yeah, adjustment. Exactly. Adjustment's a really good way to put that. You got to like spend time with this person because it is a different kind of relationship, you know. I did put though, uh if you start doing something that gets in the way of all your like friendships and your um like other pastimes, yeah. It's probably something that you need to examine. Yeah. I put it's probably sus. <laughs> probably sus. I'm trying to get more zoomers to listen to our podcast. Good. No, that's true. I mean, I think you got to take a look at that with like with your relationships and that's that's a hard part to do is taking an outside perspective on your relationship and that's something spongebob didn't do in this episode is like take an outside look on this relationship right and not until the end when he realized like this patty was super nasty when everyone was telling him it was like gross and in a very literal way toxic you know yeah. so this this act is a perfect example of, of having a really uh toxic partner. toxic relationship yeah yes, it's like literally it's, toxic yeah it's it's perfect it all your friends need to tell you that hey this person's bad for you and then you're like no no and then you finally take a good look yeah and they're a moldy crappy patch. and i think it took a really good look on the fact that like i've had friends before where i've told them like you know maybe this relationship isn't great and it maybe it is toxic and they have denied it in the past you know and it does take a certain amount of like self reflection for you to do that. And I think that's important to do in relationships, friendships, family, like romantic relationships, no matter what it is, you've got to take a self reflection to make sure that you are healthy in those relationships, you know? And I think that that'll give you a better perspective than like SpongeBob, who's just blindly running into this like nasty pattern relationship, you know? Exactly. Speaking of relationships, let's talk about Harold and that other woman. Mm-hmm. This man, poor guy, just farts so much. It's IBS, baby. Yeah, he just has a medical condition, and I was wondering. his girlfriend slash wife slash partner is just 
bug, just bugging him. He's just like, oh, this is your fault. Is this how you and Fatima function all the time? No, because my farts don't stink. They're just, I just get. <laughs> <laughs> but I put that as a small lesson is if you are always farting, people are going to blame you all the time. That's yes, that's true. <laughs> I have no more to add to that than <laughs> other than that. Yes, that's very much true. Let's talk about the music. You mentioned it a little bit. Yeah. I, I really liked it, but I, I'm telling you, there's a lot of weird sexual innuendos, and I think part of the no, music has Yeah, it. no, I think this entire song is just sexual innuendos. From yeah. the very beginning to the end, it was all sexual innuendos. Yeah, where he says, uh, when I stuff you with cotton candy, Yep. when we go riding, hang on that The riding one is what seat. got me. The riding one was like, I can pass the cotton candy one, but when we go riding, I was like, that's it. That's it. And then what really like put the nail in the coffin for me is like Mr. Krabs later on is like, blow me down, boy. Mm. <laughs> Listen to what I just said. Blow me down, boy. What kind of what were the writers smoking that week? What where were their minds? Listen, this is just a very horny episode. So you just got to lean into the energy. I, I don't know. It, I it's not a very comfortable and the same thing when Mr. Krabs is like, you know, we all love like firm and juicy patties and stuff. That's the same thing. I was like firm and juicy. Those are, again, very horny words to describe a patty. So I'm loving this. It's time for the bubble break. Beautiful. <clears throat> I have tears in my eyes. Was, was, <clears throat> I've been great. practicing that for weeks, actually. I got a vocal coach over Zoom. So, oh, nice. Yeah. You got to give me their number. No, it's my own personal trait. You can get your own. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I figured since uh, <laughs> if you're listening, you know that this is Thanksgiving week. Um, so, I figured we might as well lean into talking about Thanksgiving. And, we're uh, going to talk about food and, and all the wonderful food things that we can eat. Listen, we're not all like you Omar uh but yeah we could talk about food if we want to <laughs> or we could talk about like kind of things like what we're thankful for just like the whole spirit of Thanksgiving or Turkey Day as we should be calling it um just like food what we're thankful for stuff like that um traditions and stuff like that might as well lean into that so I'll, I'll let you start with that hold that my top uh Turkey Day kind of food will have to be stuffing I think uh so I I think out of all the all the foods that's the one I, I get most excited for. Even though like you have stuffing like the rest of the year, I think with the combination of everything else, it works better mm -hmm. on um on Thanksgiving times. Yeah. So um uh as far as things I'm thankful for, start off right off the bat, I am thankful that uh I'm healthy during this bull time. Um and I got to move to a different place. Everything is looking okay for me. I'm like, I'm glad that like life is, is treating me well. Um, I'm thankful for my wonderful friends. Um, I guess you can include Josh in that. You shouldn't. Um, I, I, my, I'm thankful for my wonderful enemy, Josh, <laughs> who <laughs> continues to do this podcast with me, even though there's only three people that probably listen to us, and I'm counting. Uh, Josh and I as two of those people. <laughs> um, so so yeah, uh, I'm thankful for a lot of stuff. I it's it's more I'm thankful for like the potential uh -huh. for this year to 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 get over and move move on with our lives. Good, that's good. Um, that's a very positive way to 
swing 2020. Yeah. What uh what about you? All right. So food wise, I know this is controversial and a lot of people get upset about this. But I love ham. I am a big ham fan when it comes to Thanksgiving. And everyone everyone is like, oh, that's a Christmas thing. And you can go right off. Because I think that you can have ham whenever the fuck you want. And I think it works perfectly with everything that Thanksgiving offers. Every side that Thanksgiving offers, ham complements perfectly. So I would say ham and sweet potatoes are like the biggest thing that I'm really happy about when it comes to Thanksgiving food. I pretty agree on the ham front. Yeah. I'm never as excited for the turkey. No, I think part. turkey's dry. I like, and no matter how good it is, and I've had some really good turkey. I am never like a big fan of like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for that dry bird. No, I'm excited for that. Even the even the dark meat you think is dry? It's it's it uh, might not be as dry, but it's never as good as the ham is gonna be, in my opinion. Got it. It doesn't complement the flavors what's, of the rest of the perfect ham. What's a perfect ham for you? What do you mean? What's a perfect ham? Like spiral know, like, cut, spiral cut. Okay, no, spiral cut, spiral cut ham that has been glazed with a pineapple cherry glaze with brown sugar. And you're not going to get better than that because that will also, that will complement all the sweet flavors that come from the sweet potatoes. But the ham also <laughs> offers a nice taste that complements the <laughs> stuffing mashed potatoes. I'm just gonna go off. I'm just saying this passion. I love this passion. I you have more. Am a you have more passion fan. for this than the entire episode we're 100%. doing. Hundred <laughs> percent. I will defend ham to the day I die because people who say that Christmas is the time for ham, I don't. I don't agree with that. I can have any food for Christmas. I don't care. How about many Christmas. people in your life are telling you this? A lot of people. I've never had this conversation with anyone. Your girlfriend does not agree with this situation. She's the one that doesn't agree with having ham on Thanksgiving so that you can tell me for a second that you haven't heard people say this. <laughs> I'll have to talk to her about it. <laughs> Maybe we have to reconsider her internship here at the podcast. No, but I do think that ham complements food very well. And I think especially, I really like sweet potatoes. So I think the fact having like, I put everything on one fork pool like I put, I try to mix a little bit of the meat with all the sides a little bit on every forkful. So I think ham complements that a little bit better than turkey does. And as far as things I'm thankful for, I again, I, yeah, I think I'm very thankful that I am healthy. You know, there's a lot of people who could say that they're not, and uh, during this time, it's a very difficult time. Um, and I think I am thankful for. You know, there are a lot of people in my life that I got to be very thankful for. So, you know, you just got to get appreciate the people who kind of keep you going, especially during the times when it's it's very, very high times in the last like six or seven months. So you got to yeah. appreciate the people who keep you going. So uh, I want you all to take this uh, this day, whatever day you're listening to, even if it's not Turkey Day, uh, to say Columbus, a piece of and I and you gotta be and say that you're appreciative of SpongeBob and uh, oh, is is oh, yeah. is made a podcast where you can find it as ismadeapodcast.com and on Spotify and Stitcher and uh, Apple Podcasts. I was gonna also say uh, tell your tell your friends and family you you appreciate them. Yeah, but uh, that works too. <laughs> Act two, breath of a fresh Squidward. 
Uh, as usual, Squidward, of course, gets annoyed by SpongeBob Patrick intruding on his uh, privacy. So he puts up an electric fence, and he ends up touching the electric fence, which ends up frying his brain into a way that makes him to a new Squidward, a much nicer, kinder Squidward. So we go throughout the episode where this nicer, kinder Squidward kind of outdo SpongeBob, and to the point that SpongeBob gets annoyed with him. And at the end of the episode, they all get um, SpongeBob, Patrick, and Squidward all get fried, and they'll kind of swap personalities. It's a kind of a crazy episode as far as like uh, character development goes, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. So I wanted to ask you, Omar, as our discussion question, what would be a crazier personality swap if we had to swap personalities between you and me? Me swapping into an R personality or you swapping into a Josh personality? Mm. I think you swapping into me. Yeah. Because... I overthink things, I think, a lot more. So I think that would be the biggest thing. Me, like, my Josh personality, like, me acting like you happens more often, I think. Where, like, okay, I'm going to be more like Josh today, (laughs) whatever that means. (laughs) So you're just going to lay in bed all day and not move. Yeah, like, like, how would you describe your personality? It's like, it's something I've definitely experienced. I experience probably more often than you experience like overthinking like, Hey, let me talk to you about the same camera I've been talking about for a month about possibly buying, you know what I'm saying? Or let's talk about the fact that I have to cook this Turkey. How am I going to spatchcock a Turkey? (laughs) You know, like I bring that up far, far, far more and I'm far more annoying about it. Mm -hmm. So I think that if you became more like me, it would be, a bigger leap you don't than know me about being the like more relaxed dark machinations of my brain <laughs> one thing that strikes me so much about this episode is this weird kind of subtext of squidward's depression being solved by shock therapy yes okay so and, i wrote that down too that shock yeah. therapy is kind of praised in this episode as like a cure and I, yeah. I am very uncomfortable with it. I'm very comfortable with it, especially watching like multiple movies and documentaries about how shock therapy had like <laughs> up people. Like this is mm-hmm. not a great episode to like yeah. describe that. But once you make it past that, I love the depiction of Squidward's personality. Um like like in this whole situation. That like storm clouds roll into his mind yes. and he his the happiness gland in his which is yeah. disgusting the whole the, the happiness whole. gland <laughs> goes into his mind and can't find a recess deep enough to avoid the pain that SpongeBob and Patrick the whole cause him. Metaphor was probably the highlight of this season for me, honestly. The, that whole description yeah. for me was like that is incredible. And that's describes exactly if I was Squidward how I would feel about like dealing with someone that was Spongebob you know it, it was an incredible like as far as like writing goes I think it was an incredible like storytelling element to like Squidward's psyche yeah like I don't I like I will tell you I have never seen this episode it's the first time seeing this one I'm so surprised I have not seen it more often as a meme or anything because I really do think it's it's kind of a beautiful episode 
I was getting a little emotional. I was like, this is the first time I see Squidward happy, like genuinely happy, and everything's going what, really well for him. What really got me is as soon as he gets shocked, he's like, they said they're going to petting zoo. He's like, do they have seahorses? I love sea. And that, that moment, I was like, oh, fuck. Damn, this is like striking something deep inside me. That I'm like, this poor, this poor tortured soul really needs that love. It really is like yeah. it's the it's the subtext of the episode of being like Squidward has depression, and guess what? It's gone now. Yeah. See how happy Squidward could be if we just got rid of his which depression. is exactly what shock therapy was made for. Like they're like in any kind of like in care, like mental disease, they're like let's just try this like strapping this weird device to your head and just shocking the fuck out of your brain and seeing if it fixes you. Even yeah, if they you're, used to just do that for anything. Anything. If you're depressed, if you're like homosexual, a woman, anything, woman, yeah. Menstrual, like, like hey, yeah, meant like having like menstruation, like anything, like it, it caused a lot of issues. It was just, it's crazy that this episode like explores that, and I don't think it explores it in a positive way, in my opinion. So, oh no, yeah, but I do like again. I love the storyline of Squidward being happy for once. Yeah, and I never realized how badly I wanted to see him happy and genuinely happy. Yeah. But you know? I, what, what annoys me is that because he's genuinely happy, it annoys SpongeBob. And not over time, like within a couple minutes. Like as soon as Squidward starts acting like SpongeBob from the very top of the morning, he, SpongeBob gets annoyed. And I, I hate how SpongeBob reacts to it. I'm just like, dude, you got to fucking like accept the fact that this is exactly how you are, right? Yeah. And this is what I wrote down. This episode. If you take it into account with all the other episodes, kind of harkens back to things that we've said before, is SpongeBob is selfish. Yeah. He knows what he's doing, and he doesn't like sharing how he does things. Yeah. Because we always talked about earlier in the, in the podcast how, like, we don't really know if SpongeBob's, like, oblivious or he's, like, secretly, like, a f***ing psycho. <laughs> like... Like, he's a sadist or something, you know? And it's, I think this episode, like, honestly gives you all that you need to know. Yeah. SpongeBob was treated kindly by Squidward for one day. Squidward was so kind. He was doing the exact same things as SpongeBob. And SpongeBob was like, no, I need to be employee of the month. I need to be the fry cook. This is my show. It's named after SpongeBob SquarePants, (laughs) not Squidward Tentacles. And I am going to bully you, which no one in the entire party Stood up, stood up for Squidward. This episode, I, I'm telling you, it is so good, and I think it's so cra- uh, so crazy how like if you're a Squidward fan, this is your episode. Yeah, this is your episode. Exactly. This is the episode that proves that Squidward deserves better. I think, mm-hmm. and that's what I wrote down. I think that this entire episode for me, as a Squidward fan who has a Squidward house tattooed on their chest for the rest of their life, <laughs> proves that like. Squidward deserves so much better than he gets because, like, the main character of this TV show treats Squidward like And no one sticks, like you said, no one sticks up for him. He gets kicked out of his own party and not one person says one thing to him, you know? And I think that's so terrible that, you know, the, the one character who is the most, I feel like the most realistic out of this entire series gets treated like and it's just really sad to see. I don't know. Like this, this episode really stood out to me for whatever reason. That like, again, Squidward deserves so much better than he gets. Uh, uh, like honestly, there's not much to talk. Like there's not much that I want to talk about yeah. with the rest of this act. Like, like there are great moments in this act, just like of other things, of other random stuff. 
Um, but again, like I the the core of this act is just so much pro Squidward. Yeah, that I love it. Yeah. Um, so let's get away from like uh the the super super deep stuff. I think. And I want to ask you, when Squidward's getting shocked, what is the proper technique to stop him from getting shocked? As a as a a theater theater person, a piece of, who works around electricity. Yeah, it's a piece of wood. If you didn't know that, if you have a piece of wood, the only way to ground someone is like you gotta hit them with that piece of wood, right? Because that's what <laughs> I I at this moment for whatever numerous reasons cannot explain to you why that is but a piece of wood would save you from that but also having like rubber soles or you could turn it off yeah you could turn it off also yes but <laughs> there are a lot of things you could do piece of wood turn it off rubber sole shoes would be good you know especially since it's squidward doesn't wear any shoes <laughs> or like uh, a bigger important thing if you're ever touching something big electrical having a hand in your pocket is a good thing and this is something people don't a lot of people don't know so that way it doesn't run through your chest because electric electricity wants to run to the ground so if you have your hand in your pocket it'll go through your hand directly to the ground and not through your heart and stop your heart so pro tip um i've actually had a friend who was shocked got uh <laughs> yeah um yeah he's still alive though he's good i mean we took the same electricity class and like this is the basics said, of what they taught us. So yeah, I just wanted everyone else to know. So I I do want to bring attention to what Mr. Krabs said about why people come to the Krusty Krab, and it's for cheap food and, and verbal, verbal abuse. abuse. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, wow, this is like Mr. Krabs is the lowest of the low <laughs> in this episode, where he's just like, yeah, verbal abuse and cheap food. But I do want to bring attention because I do think it's like a small lesson there that. There are a lot of times that people show kindness and it just feels so off because mm -hmm. of how much kindness it is or because you're not used to it. Yeah. You know, like, um, I think maybe that's why I'm so mean to people even when I enjoy them. Uh, it's one of those things that like, like someone messaged me today and was like, hey, can you can borrow, like, I found a Guitar Hero and you can borrow it. And like, I, you can borrow my whole Wii or whatever. And I was like, oh, awesome. Thanks. And I'm like, okay, but where's the joke that's going to be like, but you yeah, have to this. Yeah. yeah. Where's, where's the bit that you're going to tell me that I'm a piece of So, uh, which doesn't mean that, oh, I'm sad about it, but it's one of those things that I, I do think that it's weird to just get a genuine compliment sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's one of the small lessons I have is try to recognize people being sincerely uh nice to you which i think people had a hard time with in this episode especially with squidward like once he changed personalities when he tried to be nice to the customers and we've seen this in the past with squidward as soon as you try to be nice people are scared of him that poor little girl who he gave a free hat to started crying you know and i think as soon as you like it, it needs to be like recognizable that you are trying hard but also you got to recognize like people aren't going to be immediate to your personality change so if you decide to do drastic changes, like you gotta expect people to be hesitant to it at first, right? And that you was, gotta earn it back. You gotta earn it back. And that was a lesson I had is like you gotta understand that like you can try as hard as you can, but if you have fucked up in the past and you have done like harm to other people, you gotta exactly like you said, you gotta earn it back, you know. 
Um, one thing I did really like in this episode is that SpongeBob cake, and they make SpongeBob write Squidward on it. And I was like, yeah, SpongeBob. I, you know, I I do like SpongeBob as a whole. I think him as a character is very interesting. Yeah. But we, those of the those of us who listen to the podcast know that we are a very pro Squidward podcast. And it was just I was like, yeah, write his name, <laughs> do it. He's better than you. Gazillion and six <laughs> times, your streak is broken. Yes. I love it. Oh. Um, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what flavor do you think adding dimples to a patty adds to the patty? Love. Yes. And that brought me to my small lesson. Thank you for segueing to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, you know, it, a lot of people say it that, you know, adding like having love or happiness or like emotion adds to your cooking. But it, I think this episode proves it you know as soon as squidward was happy and was a lot more content he was a better fry cook than spongebob and it's true you know as soon like people who are happier and put a little bit love or not even happier but put a little bit more attention or love into their cooking do end up being better cooks i i i uh, i would think than most people you know yeah, I like I feel like that with any endeavor I take. The, yeah. the more I'm excited and happy to do it, the better I'm gonna be, or at least in at least enjoying it. Yeah. There's so many things that I, like I do because it's like a chore. Yeah. Like, I I realized moving to a new apartment, I hate hanging pictures up because mm. I'm so a like anal retentive about like how it's gonna like how straight it is, how straight it is, and everything. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this should be easy, but it's not, and it makes me so mad that I'm so bad at it, mm-hmm. and like. I'm sure it shows in my work. I'm sure people look at that and be like, whoever hung up that photo has hate in their heart. <laughs> but love love for Squidward. But I think that's funny. I mean, like, other than just, like, tasks like that, but cooking, it really shows in the taste, though. That's what's interesting mm-hmm. to me is, like, when you eat something that someone really cares, like, put heart and stuff into, you can actually taste that. You know, that's what the crazy part of it is. Like, for people who care about what they make and how they prepare their food. Like you can actually taste the difference between someone who's like, yes, they're good. But if they don't care about it, it's like, there is a certain distinction between it, you know, cooking before all else, I think has a weird empathy to it that we, uh, we under, we undersell. It's time for this week's big lesson. Whoop, whoop, that one more lesson, baby. Burr. It's a Thanksgiving wumbo lesson that you can share with your friends and family around the table. Only after telling them all to look, to look you in the eyes and say Columbus. Exactly. Imagine instead of saying what you're thankful for, you tell each other what you've learned from SpongeBob around the table during Thanksgiving. Yeah. Maybe. Or, or imagine instead of saying what you're thank- thankful for, you recite this exact podcast Word for word, <laughs> as your uh, turkey day prayer. Yes. When everyone is gathered at the yes. table, heads bowed. I want you just to, from memory, recite this. And it doesn't have to be perfect, because obviously the, the, the word of SpongeBob is in your heart. You if know? you don't do this, you're not, a, you're not a fan. That's all I'm saying right now. If you're not, not going to recite this as a prayer during Thanksgiving over your turkey or your delicious ham, you're not a fan. Anyways, before, <laughs> uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? No, I want you to go. Okay. So my big lesson for this episode, and you know, I think this can be a controversial big lesson because like it, it doesn't always apply. 
and yet it can be it can be seen as difficult sometimes. But you got to celebrate people's happiness, no matter what it is. And I think for and what I mean by it can be controversial sometimes is that in the first act, SpongeBob was very happy with this patty. You know, until the fact that he realized it was disgusting, he was very happy, and everyone was telling him, "Was like, what the hell are you doing dating this patty?" But you know. Sometimes, like, you got to be happy for the person to be, you know, you got to celebrate their happiness for that moment, you know, especially if they're getting, like, for SpongeBob, who in this case has been single for as long as we've known, maybe celebrate the fact that he is trying to date, even if it is just a patty, you know, again, baby steps questionable, but that is what it is. And in the second part, like, Spongebob at no point in this episode questioned Squidward's happiness. Instead, was, like, jealous of the success that Squidward was getting as new Squidward, you know? I think it's... And it's it's hard sometimes, I guess, if, <laughs> if you're trying to compare yourself to others to appreciate people's happiness. But I think if you're, like, a, like trying to be a good friend to someone, like, you understand, like, that is important part. is like, celebrating someone's happiness, no matter where it comes from, you got to be there for it. And then in the case that it may be, be something toxic, as in the first episode, you know, if it is a toxic patty, for instance, celebrate their happiness, but also be able to be able to have a conversation with them was like, all right, why are you happy about this? And what aspects are those are you happy about? And let's find a way to apply those in a better situation than trying to do that in a toxic relationship. I love this, Josh. I love this lesson. Because you... I want I want you to know this. I'm I'm thankful for you because you became the ham <laughs> on this podcast. Cuz your lesson goes perfectly with mine. Great. <laughs> cuz yours is cuz yours is let celebrate other people's happiness. Uh-huh. Mine is don't let people fuck up your happiness. Nice. Okay. <laughs> it's from the complete opposite perspective. Not is, even complete opposite. It's complement perspective. Yeah. Yeah. But from the other side of the table, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Where you if you're happy, be happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't let other people fuck it up. And again, like you were saying, Josh, it is a controversial thing because not every single time are you right. Yeah. Sometimes you are in that toxic relationship, but if you're happy with that toxic relationship, let me tell you, uh, it's not going to matter to you. It's not. You know? You're going you're gonna to soak that happiness up as much as you can. Yeah. And then same thing with the second half. Squidward was so disappointed when SpongeBob, you know, you know, turned everyone against him and was all mad about Patrick and all that other stuff. And if I think if he would have advocated for himself, he still would be the Squidward that deserves that happiness. Yeah. So I I I do think it all came together. Um and it wasn't one of those weird things where our lessons were too close no, together. I this think is it's the hand same. in hand we, we had, walked. Last week we had the same thing. I like this. I like this this what is it? Synergy. Synergy that we got going on. That's a good word for it. That's We're a, working together. That's an SAT, SAT word for it, baby. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I think we did a good job this week. Happy Thanksgiving, baby. <laughs> Columbus. Columbus, enjoy your ham or your turkey. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you want to send us anything, some comments, suggestions, you can do that by sending us a message on ismazepodcast.com or email us at ismazepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Also, be sure to share with your friends and your enemies. Whenever Squidward sees us, 
the storm clouds in his brain roll in and a nasty storm rages. So Squidward's happy gland is forced to take shelter in the recesses of his mind. But the happy gland can't find a recess deep enough, so he gets the flu and has to stay in bed until we leave. Squidward is the best!